about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. This program is called All In With The Lord, and it's pretty obvious what that means. It means we're interested in being more in, all in, with the Lord. What does that mean exactly? What does it mean to you? You know, I, I know that all of us, you know, if we've already accepted the Lord into our life, have grown up in a certain, um, with certain teachings and certain ways of believing about what it means to worship the Lord or go to church or to be part of a church community or, more importantly, to study the Word of God, to make the Word alive in us. We, we, have different, we come from different backgrounds. But the bottom line is, and it's a commonality to everything, is when uh, Jesus was asked, you know, how do we get to be like you? How do we pray? How should we pray? And he gave a very sim- simple prayer, but it, it, as you unfold this prayer, or as you allow this prayer to grow and show you what it means, it is pretty amazing, and it keeps adding value every time you grow in it. And what do I mean by that is, you know, when he said, well, Father who art in heaven, Holy Father, our Father who art in heaven, Where is heaven? Where is this heaven? We're talking about a heavenly realm, or a realm, uh, another dimension, another place. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be your name. Why is it holy? Because God's word is the truth, and it never returns void. It never lies. It's always his word is sustainable. It is always. It always was, always will be. It's upheld. Everything is upheld by his word. So when Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name, his name is holy because it's unbreakable. It's unbendable. It is always, always, always the same. He is consistent. He is all loving, all caring, all forgiving, all, 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 all of all, everything. Our Father who art in heaven, in the heaven realm, holy be thy name. And here's the best part. He said, pray like this, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Where is heaven? It's eternal. Heaven is eternal. It is a realm where you go to live if you and when you leave this body behind, 
you go into a realm of called heaven where your spirit man who's inside of you goes until it receives its new earth suit or new body. And we're used to these earth suits because, well, that's all we remember is being alive in an earth suit. We don't remember on this planet being alive in the spirit realm prior to being alive in our earth suit here on the earth. We don't. We don't remember it. However, God does. He says that he knew us before we got here, before we were born. He knew us. That means you existed. You existed in the heaven realm. Get this picture of a realm, a place. It's real. Because thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is and always was and always will be in heaven, the realm of heaven. Now, when God made us in Genesis where he says, go and have dominion, dominion. So God made us like him. He made us in his own image and his own likeness. That's right. He made us in his own image and likeness. I want to read here from Psalm 8, verse 4 through 6. It's a very interesting psalm that you could probably spend a year on, let alone a few minutes. But it says, What is man that you are mindful of him? God is mindful of you. And the son of the earthborn man, that you care for him. Yet you have made him but a little lower than God or heavenly beings, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Now that's just Psalm uh, verse 4 through 6. So let me go back and let's go through it again. What is man? That God has you on his mind. That God is mindful of you. He is thinking about you every day. Yeah. The creator of the universe is checking up on you every day. He is mindful of you. You are on his mind. How is the progress going? How is it going? The son of the earthborn man, that you care for him. God cares for us. He didn't set us here and forget us. He put us here to care for us, to help us to better understand who the heck we are. Who do you think you are, by the way? Well, you know, here's your name, and here's your family, and this is my life, and I got in some trouble, or this isn't working, and you think that's who you are. That is not who you are. That's where you are. 
in your progress, but that's not who you are. You are someone that God created that he is mindful of. The God who created the universe, the billions of stars, the billions of planets, the billions and billions that cannot be counted. The God who created that created you. And it says here, yet you have made him a little lower than him, than God. He made us just like, go read it. Psalm 8, 4 through 6. I am reading from the Amplified because in different versions, the Hebrew was translated different. And it says a little lower than the angels. But if the original Hebrew is translated lower than God, you were made a little lower than God. But you're not God. You're not big G. You're little g, but you're made in his image and likeness. Why is it so hard for us to get that? That God loves you, whoever you are, wherever you are, so incredibly. He knows and is mindful of your every part of your life. Your desires. If you're someone who's desiring to be debt-free, or desiring to find the right partner, or desiring to, to give to others, or to have a ministry, or to race a car, or to whatever. God is mindful of your desires. He put them in you. That's the most important part. I think people run away from God thinking they can't have the desires of their heart because they think they might be corrupted or a little dark or not quite right. God put in you, he knows what's in you, first of all. And he put in you the desire to have certain things. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way to get them, but God put the desires in all of us. We were born into families, into circumstances, into lives that shaped us. Do you think God was not mindful of those circumstances? He was mindful of those circumstances. Do you know, I mean, every one of us could come up with reasons to be victims to be victims. Uh, I mean, my mother and father were divorced when I was a baby. So you could say that I was a victim of that. However, God replaced another person in her life later on that took care of my needs and my family needs. And all of the... And and then on, on top of all that, at age 40, I had the opportunity to meet my real father, which I'd never met before then, and talk to him about Jesus. So, the, all the circumstances, and it was interesting because he said something to me that I, I'll never forget. He said, are you mad at me for not being there? And I said, how could I be mad at you? Without your mistakes, I wouldn't be here. 
Do you realize the circumstances all of life working so many levels of quantum physics at work, bringing together all of us? But we are made in the image and likeness of God. He loves us. He didn't plan for all these things to happen, but a renegade got loose in the earth, an outlaw, Lucifer, and he corrupted perfect plans that God had made. He had it all set for you to have a perfect heaven on earth. Well, it didn't go that way. It got corrupted by the outlaw, and the outlaw continues to operate in the earth and wants to cause so it's kind of like that guy on the on TV's Mr. Mayhem, right? He he shows up and mayhem happens or whatever, and and is selling car insurance, <coughs> but he comes up and causes mayhem problems. The outlaw, that's what he does, and then then he wants to blame you, or blame God. Well, if. God wanted you to suffer like that. God wanted you to be broke, busted, sick, or disgusted. No, he didn't. And where people get that from is, I don't know. But it's religious old thinking. It's not truth. And if anyone takes the Word of God, and today you have no excuse. I mean, dear Lord, you can go online to Bible Gateway or any of these places, and you can read any verse of any chapter in any version in 10 seconds or less. And and you can say, well, I don't like to read. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Then go onto YouTube and just punch in a verse or two or three and see who's teaching it, because God has brought forth so many qualified teachers to teach the Word of God. And all you've got to do is plug in. So there is no excuse. The excuse is laziness. But let's go back to this. You have made him a little lower than God. He made us just like him, but a little lower. A little lower. But not a lot lower, a little lower. He wants you to know how you can change anything in your life and be like God. That any circumstance and any situation that you have right now. He wants you to know that it can change in in a day. It can change in a week. It could change in a month. You can change. You have been given dominion. You have been given dominion. I don't feel like it, Art. I feel like it's dominating me. Yeah, that's exactly right. You were made to have dominion over this earth and the earth has taken dominion over you because Mr. Quote Mayhem or the outlaw is here doing havoc in people's lives everywhere. That's all he does. Run around. More havoc. More run around. How can I get this this life to crash? How can I get this person off track? What can I do to pervert this? That's what the outlaw does. He messed up heaven. That's why Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to, we are here to pull heaven into earth. Not let earth pull hell on it, 
but we're here to bring heaven to it. Now, how does that happen? You are made just like God, a little lower than God. And you are supposed to take dominion over your situation. What situation do you have that is so monumental that can't be changed? Some are big, I grant you, but not too big for God. There is a scripture, I hear people quote it, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Well, when will you start acting like it? Is it today? Are you going to... Now, think about this. Do you walk around kind of not sure, not really sure what God's going to do? Oh, man, I hope he heard my prayer last night. Really? Really? Listen, God heard every prayer, and he's already answered it. It's already completed. All you have to do in the quantum world, it's done. It's done. All you have to do is acknowledge that you have been given authority and dominion to receive the answer. Listen, the quantum world, the invisible world that the Bible talks about, manufactures whatever it is you take dominion over. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you put your foot down and say, I want to change now. I believe Jesus' name is exactly what I was told, that it's far above everything on this earth. So when I have been given, I'm a joint heir, I have been granted use of his name, I have power of attorney to use his name, and when I use it, the invisible world absolutely has no choice but to respond. But you got to believe. You, you, you got to have conviction. You got to believe. Not believe. Believe. Believe what you're saying. Believe what you're praying. Know that in this invisible world, when you pray, when you agree with someone in prayer, you should write down the date and the time of that prayer because that's when the mustard seed was put into the ground of the invisible world and it, ref it will grow and it will produce fruit as long as you keep believing and not walking away from that prayer and saying things like, well, I don't know if that worked. And boy, I don't know why it takes so long. It never works out for me. I don't know what God's going to do, but I hope it's soon because I... You, you sound like a scared rabbit or something. I mean, come on. You are made in the image and likeness of the Creator. He put in you equipment, God-given equipment. <clears throat> to take dominion over this earth. Now, we find ourselves in circumstances, situations, relationships, relationships in business, whatever. But you and I have been given 
dominion over the earth. And here comes Mr. Mayhem. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at God. Look at God's word. God's word never fails. Who fails? You fail to believe God's word. Put your faith in God's word. Put your faith in God that Jesus is in you. He went to the cross so that you and I could receive him internally and know that we know that we know that being created in the image and likeness of God was not an accident. And he bought us back because mayhem, the outlaw, has done everything he can to create havoc in your life. I hope that makes sense to somebody. Because that's what's going on. So wherever you are, I don't care what circumstance is so gigantic. Listen, I want you to start seeing that circumstance as a small little thing to God. Because whatever the amount of money is that you need, or relationship, or health, do you think in heaven, do you think God's, in God's realm, in heaven, you're not going to have it? Because if that's the case, what's the point of going there? No, everybody imagines heaven, oh, once I get there, I don't have to think. Wrong. <laughs> you're going to think a lot. And here's what you're going to think about. What you didn't do on the earth when you could have. Because heaven will be, you will be operating in heaven, what we're talking about here, and it will it'll be as natural as breathing. But you'll think about, man, if I only understood when I was on earth, look at what I could have done. That's where we are. If you're alive right now, it's because God has a destiny and a purpose and a plan for you. And I, right now, only, there's something only you can do right now that in all of eternity makes a difference. So let's read it one more time. What is a man that you, are God, are mindful of him? Why are we on your mind every day, O Lord? We're on your mind. Why? Because we're the sun, we're earthborn. We are born of the earth. You care for us. That's what it says. You care for him. Why do you care for us? Because we're your children. We look like God. We act like He made us just like Him. How many times do we have to say it till we start to believe we are like Him? We are not victims. We are victors. We're royalty. King's kids. Yet, you have made him, God Almighty, has made us a little lower than God or heavenly beings, and you have crowned us with glory and honor. You only see us 
gloried in glory and honor. You honor us. What is it about us that makes you do that? You love us just the way we are. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. So whatever God wants done on this earth, we have been granted dominion over the works of his hands to get it done, to call heaven to earth. Reach into the heaven realm, which is right here, and pull it into the earth. Pull it in. Believe it in. How does it work? And you have put all things under our feet. So, there, every obstacle is under our feet. What does that mean? Put your foot down. There is nothing you can't put your foot on and stop it from occurring. I don't care what you think. I don't care what doctor told you what. I don't care what banker told you what. Don't listen to the world tell you lie after lie after lie about this planet, about your life, about the, everything, everything. Stop listening to the world. Go to the Word. The Word. The Word of God. The Manufacturer's Handbook. The Bible. And take the Word and use the Word to learn how you can be exactly what he says you are. To take dominion. Now, when we take dominion over a circumstance, so something's coming at us, something's mayhem, something happened, we say, stop. Jesus spoke to the mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. Stop. You have no authority here. I have the name of Jesus. I have the blood of Jesus. I have the cross. He did that so that I can exercise full dominion over every circumstance and situation. There is no circumstance that will not be under my feet. This is the way we have to learn to think. We have to grow up in the Word. We have to get great faith. Great faith. Great faith. Confident faith. The kind of faith that just knows who you are. That if if they could put a, a mind thing on your head and you could catch a glimpse of who you really are, the way God sees you, you'd never be the same. And that's what happens when you depart from this planet. But, but, we're here to get the works of his hands done in the earth. So don't be in a hurry to depart, but rather take the word, use the word, and be who you were created to be, a little lower than God, but yet here to demonstrate there is a God. That's who what we're here to do. Not run and hide, but demonstrate that there is a God, and that God loves us. He loves us. And he wants you to know who you are. And take dominion. So whatever circumstance, 
whatever situation, speak to it. And know that you're backed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. That's how the saints overcome. You take the blood, speak to the mountain, and you're backed by heaven. Right now, we're backed by sponsors, and we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Thank you for coming back and joining us <clears throat> for the second half of this program. <clears throat> We're talking about who we are. We're talking about our confidence in who we were made to be. Now, I understand that some people are in maybe a lower starting position for all this, but it's time to break free. Jesus came to get you and I out of all the bondage of this earth, the critter crap. I call it, you know, it's just people just saying stupid things over and over till they actually believe it. And now who would have ever thought that that would be coming from our news media, that they don't have a clue. They just make it up as they go. And if it gets um, ratings or if they got enough uh, brainless people that don't care what they're saying to just tune in and go, oh. They get paid more money, and they feed you more lies. If you get the inter e emails online that, with the headline, the headline that seems ridiculous, but you got to click on it to see if it's real. And then it's so hard to find out what the headline is because they got all the sponsored things and everything. So you got to hunt to find out what you were looking for. It's a game. It's a game of manufacturing illusions illusions and get your imagination working against you. Your imagination is the most powerful thing. What you imagine about your life daily talks and speaks directly to the quantum world, the invisible world, causing atomic structures to occur and bring things into your life, believe me, that you don't want. If you have things in your life you don't want, it's because you put them there. You put them there knowingly or unknowingly by speaking them, imagining them. Why is it so much easier to imagine things you're afraid of? You get vivid pictures of things that you need to be fearful of. When you Faith is the reverse of that. To have faith and great faith is to be able to picture something as if it's already done. 
When you do that, you release the mechanisms, the God-given mechanisms that make you like him. He put them in you. And your life, your life right now, like it or not, is a direct reflection of how you're using that equipment. And mayhem comes to get him, get you to use it on yourself. So all he's got to do is get you to use the God-given tools that are built into you on you. You're doing it to you. You don't know it, maybe. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Okay, so how do we change? How do we get great? What is great faith? What is great faith? How do we use it? And, and how do we harvest good things that we have planted out there? Because we're in an aggressive harvesting time right now to go get your harvest. But you don't want the bad harvest. You want the good harvest. So the first thing to do is find out what great faith means. So let's do that by reading Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10. This is also the Amplified Bible. As Jesus went into Capernaum, a centurion came up to him, begging him. I'm going to stop there for a minute, because centurions were people who were in charge of armies, of people. I don't know how many, but at least probably a hundred or more. They were used to giving orders. They didn't take orders, they gave them. If they told you to do something, you didn't do it, bang, man, you're either in jail or whipped or something. You, you don't ever disobey an order given by a centurion, right? That's who they were. So, a centurion came up to Jesus, begging him and saying, Lord, my servant boy is lying at my house, paralyzed and distressed with intense pain. Man, he didn't know what to do. This centurion that has all these people that he can command, and he can't command one of them to go help his servant boy, but yep, he, he, he got a hold of this Jesus thing, and he says, I, 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 my servant's laying there in intense pain. And Jesus said to him, now he recognizes this guy is a leader of an army. I will come and restore him. Well, boy, Jesus seemed eager to do that. But the centurion replied to him, Lord, he called him Lord. This is a man over people. Lord, I'm not worthy or fit to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word, and my servant boy will be cured. For also I am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled. He marveled and said to those who followed him, those who had steadfastly hung around him, conforming to his example and living, and if need be, dying, the ones that were like Peter said, I'll die for you, Lord. They're all there. 
So Jesus marveled, and then he turned to his people. He turned to the apostles. He turned to all the people with him, and he said, I have not found so much faith as this with anyone in Israel. What? You're telling me that this centurion who heard about Jesus, not following him, not one of his followers, but he was an outsider to the followers. But he said, look, I'm a soldier. I understand if I give the command, it's done. How do you think the quantum world works? You give the command, it listens. And Jesus marveled. And he turned to his people, to his apostles, and he said, look, guys, this is how it works. I've not found faith like this anywhere. This guy gets it. This guy understands. Just say the word. It'll be done. And Jesus spoke the word, and his servant was healed. Why can't we get that? What holds us back from having great faith? Jesus gave the word. You have the word. Jesus was the word. The word dwells in us. If you've accepted Jesus, he's in us. And now we take God's word and we renew our mind. What is holding you back from having the total confidence that when you speak it, it's done? Speak the word. My servant boy will look the word. He is healed. Go. He is healed. He's healed. Now, what happened? What took place in the invisible world to make that happen for that boy? <clears throat> Jesus' knowing confidence in the word and the agreement of the centurion's faith applied to Jesus' word. Jesus was using their faith with his word to get the job done in the invisible world. Oh, but he was Jesus, right? Listen, greater things can you do because he went to the Father. He's our advocate with the Father. We have to begin to realize who we are before it's too late. Once you're off this planet, and yes, God knows we all want to go to heaven, the place called heaven and live there, and all our loved ones who went before us, we want to see them again. And you will. But the job is here. Don't be in a hurry to go there till you get the job done here. How beautiful would it be for you to wake up and realize the power that God has given each of us and we take charge over this planet and then go? Not because you're sick, not because you died from disease, not because of any of that. You were healthy and you just had enough. Bible says live to be 120 and don't die because you're sick just because it's time. I, I, I'm, I've done enough. You don't have to be old, walking with a cane, decrepit, and acting goofy. You can take dominion over it, but you got to do it while you can, not when it's too late. And it's never too late, but people quit. That's what happens. They mentally quit, like they get old inside. You know how you, you as you get older... You always feel like you're the young kid inside. There's some people who just decide they're the old person, and they start acting like there's nothing left. Well, you got to change that, because inside you are born again. The inside person is not the same age as the outside person. 
and you can tell your body to act younger, be younger. But again, you got to believe. The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony is the guarantee of a future that is only bright. Okay, so here we are today, right now. You have a moment that we call now. In Hebrews 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence, evidence of things not seen. What kind of faith? Now faith. Why is it now faith? Because now is always where you live. You live in a now capsule that's traveling through time. You know, the last second is already gone. The minute you say something, that's past. You're in a now. You're in a now capsule traveling through time. And how you handle right now affects where the capsule goes next. It's a street map you're creating. What you say, what you believe, what you fear. Job said it. What I feared came upon me. Why? My caps, my, my little bubble that I live in, the now bubble, turned toward fear. Scientists are, are, are discovering wonderful things today with all the technology. And they recognize that every atom and every electron that holds all things together in front of us can go either way, create anything. It's free waiting for direction from someone. And we are the ones given dominion to give it the direction. So your little capsule, your body, your earth suit, traveling through time is either going towards what you don't want or going towards what you do want based on what you say, believe, agree, and keep saying, believing, and agreeing until finally it drops into your heart. Your heart gives direction to the, the subconscious mind, which is directly connected to the quantum world, and affects those free electrons and atoms and says, create for me. This is what I want you to create. I want more fear, because that's what I think about all day long. You don't want that. I th you don't want more sickness. You want faith-filled words. You want the blood of the Lamb to guarantee victory. God loves you. He's holding nothing against you. And the word of your testimony. What's your testimony? Is your testimony good for your future or bad? When they sent the men out to see about the promised land, several came back and said, no good. It's beautiful and all that, but there are giants there. We can't get in. Two of them came back and said, that's no problem. We can take the promised land. The ones who said they couldn't never entered into it. But Joshua and Caleb did. And you can enter the promised land. It's promised land but you must not act like the ones who were saying, that's too too scary. It's too scary. I can't do that. You got to get over it. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. Just a little lower than God. 
I know that's tough to get to digest. That's why I keep saying it over and over. But great faith. This centurion said, I'm not worthy for you, Lord, to come, come into my house. Just say the word. Just say the word. How about if somebody said that to you? Say, I'm going to pray for you. He said, no, no, no. Don't pray. Just say the word. I believe that every word you say will come to pass. <clears throat> you better watch what you say. You better watch what you say and then not reverse it. So people people say, get all excited, maybe to go to good service, good church service, or good hear a good teaching, and then they say something very bold. And then they hear themselves say it. And they go, and they scare themselves because they go, oh my gosh, you know what I just said? And then they reverse and say, well, I'm not sure if God really wants that. What are you doing to the quantum world? Is your your it's it's like it's double-minded. The Bible calls it double-minded. And it also says that a double-minded person never gets their prayers answered. Here's why. You give a command, and all the equipment starts to affect the invisible world for your favor. And then you go, well, I didn't really mean that. Or I'm not sure if that'll ever happen for me. Or things never really work out for me. And you give the command to the quantum world to stop it. And that's why the Bible says Luke, God doesn't like lukewarm. Lukewarm doesn't affect the quantum world. Lukewarm doesn't take dominion. Lukewarm kind of just gets along, gets along. Double-minded doesn't do a thing. One minute I'm excited. Next minute I'm down. One minute I'm excited. I, got, I hope nothing happens to bring me down. Make a decision. You are have been made Lord over your life. Stop allowing mayhem and the outlaw to run your life with crazy thoughts that are ra racing through your brain <clears throat> that aren't yours, but you want to latch on to them because, well, you never know what God's going to do. Oh, I do know what God's going to do. He's going to do what I do because he already made the earth to react to it. <clears throat> Does this sound too crazy for you? Does this sound too far out? You can see the enemy, Mr. Mayhem, understands how it works because he's got control of the media, he's got control of the radio, the TV, the internet, everywhere you look to give you as much crazy thinking, as many lies as you're willing to receive, to mix up who you think you are. Who are you? Who have you become? Is more a better question. You were made in the image and likeness of God, but who you have become on this earth is, and listening to the tree of knowledge of good and evil, has diverted you from who God made you to be. Now, Adam was made perfect, and he, he walked away from the tree of life and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> now, God did something so that each one of us has the same choice to walk back to the tree of life and put aside the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But a lot of people don't even realize they have an opportunity to put it aside. So they continue to eat from the fruit. What does that mean, eat from the fruit? Take ideas that aren't God's, learn them, believe them, make your heart believe them, allow the quantum world, the invisible world to create them, and then blame God as if he had something to do with it. No, he gave you the equipment that created it, but he gave you the free will. 
He gave you the free choice. He gave you the freedom to be your own creator and look at what you've created. Some is good. Some are not good. Some is half good. You got halfway there. Now you got to push through. Don't quit. Don't back off. Push through. Make the circumstances change. Not you. Don't go hide in a corner and cry. Get the Word of God out and realize that God wants you and I to take full dominion and authority over every circumstance and situation that we come up against. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. Transformed. Don't go backwards. Don't go backwards. Go forwards. Now, I know some people are are really uh, hurting because they, they're so mixed up. I get that. we got to pray for them. But we also have to teach them that they can get to the next step. I don't care who they are. They can get to the next step. Now, let's talk about harvesting just for a second. Because if you have been a Christian for a while, you learn that in order to follow the Lord, you, you are also a sower. The sower sows the word. Mark 4.11. God sowed the word. Now you're a sower. What are you supposed to sow? The word. Well, how can you sow the word if you don't know the word of God? You sow other words. You're always sowing. <coughs> so people are harvesting fruit in their life from what they've sown with their mouth. Because what you believe when you speak it goes into the other parts of your being, into the heart, causing all this to happen. Now, let's take a good harvest. Because if you're a giver, if you're a tither, if you're a giver, if you're a sower, a sower sows. Everything in this earth is seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. We need to plant seed and harvest fruit. Plant seed, harvest fruit. Now it's time to harvest what we planted. Let's say you're someone who's been doing all the things we're talking about. You have good ground. That's what he said. There were stony ground, weeds growing up, choking off the Word. The Word never really gets out there to do in the invisible world what it's supposed to do because it's choked off by Mr. Mayhem lying to you. The stony ground, the rocky ground, the, the weeds, the, all that stuff. But there's such a thing as good ground. And we're trying to discover how to get that good ground. And that good ground is coming because we totally, totally have taken God's Word and renewed our mind with it, creating good ground so that when we agree on something or speak something, it is done. It's done by our Father in Heaven. Why? Is he just waiting around to do things? No! He created a system that does it automatically. If you were God, you wouldn't be running around like a slave for everybody. You create a system that works automatically when people activate it, believe. So our harvest is to harvest the right words that God has given us, harvest the fruit that's out there, whether it be something you planted with words or planted in giving, and receive back 
30, 60, and 100 fold return on everything that you've given. So we need to go into aggressive harvesting time to receive whatever it is you want. We're sowers. One time I was able to be a part of sowing a car to a family. Out of sowing one seed, a car, to get somebody help in their life, we received a gift. This ministry I was a part of received a gift of 500 automobiles donated. Sow cars, you get cars. You sow money, get money. You sow health, by helping people believe for their health or whatever, you get health. Sow, sow, sow. You're a sower. You're a planter. You're a farmer. The sower sows the word. You go to someone who's hurting and you preach the gospel or teach the gospel. You have sown the word. You will receive a harvest. That which you've sown will come back a hundredfold, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, minimally. But let's go for the hundredfold. And your field, you need to look at your last year and say, what did I plant last year? What was my seed that I put in the ground for the last year? Was it negative seed or positive seed? Was it the Word of God or the Word of the world? And then don't be surprised when you're li- if you put only the Word of the world out last year, <clears throat> don't be surprised if everything's not right in your life. Now let's take this year. We got a fresh year to go sow seed. What will you sow? Go to the Word, get the promises of God, go to armiesforjesus.com, <coughs> and you will see opportunities for the promises. There's a book there. You can repeat them out loud. Get the Word working in your life. Sower sows the Word. We're made in the image and likeness of God. You're made a little lower than God, and God wants you to learn what it's like to create, and that's why you're here on planet Earth. So whatever circumstance or situation has come up right now in your life, speak to it. You have authority. You make a difference. You are made in God's image and likeness. We're out of time. And uh, we'll come back next week and talk more about being all in with the Lord. In the meantime, sow something. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.